0: We appreciate your support of Don't Look Under the Bed, and we hope that you will subscribe, share, and rate the show. This week, Nikki and I discuss mental health with Stephanie Karaden, founder of Dembo Inc. Stephanie has 18 years hospitality experience, a master's in business administration, and she's a mental health counselor. Stephanie's professional purpose is to close the gap between corporate leaders and their team members. We discuss the mental fitness of hospitality professionals, the importance of clear communication between leadership and their team members, and much more. Please enjoy the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Nikki. And I'm Robin. And today we are super excited to welcome Stephanie Karaden, CEO of Dembo Incorporated, where she is a trainer, executive coach, speaker, mental health advocate, and consultant. Welcome, Stephanie.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Nikki and Robin. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. Listen, Thank you. we are so happy to have you with us today. I mean, this is such an important topic at such a critical time right now. Um, we're just happy to have you with us. And uh, we want to talk about uh, mental fitness and, um, you know, everything, you know, anxiety, stress, um, everything that people are experiencing right now coming out of the global pandemic and then just kind of drill down to how it relates to the hospitality industry, and how we can support our, um, you know, our coworkers, friends, team members, and also our leadership team because they, a lot of them, have been working throughout um, with no time off, no support. So um, thank you again for joining us. Let's start with your um, with your journey sure thank you again for having me and this is like you said a very important topic and yes so my journey started in the hospitality industry in a restaurant I was 16 when I started waiting tables wow and um I became a bartender when I was 18 at that same place and after a year I decided to move I was living in Georgia with my parents at the time so I moved to Florida and that's where my journey began started in hotels so I started um at the front line as a front desk agent and I worked my way all the way up I went from project manager I did a stint in accounting I um worked in the housekeeping department as a housekeeping manager for a while I did um uh, operations manager, and then I went into learning and development in the human resources department, and that's where I stuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I t- had many aspects of the hospitality industry. Yep. Yeah.
1: And you hit some of the the chief areas. You know, we uh-huh. Robin and I often banter about when someone says uh, they've worked in housekeeping
0: uh-huh. that.
1: I mean, it it gets no more boots on the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, then yeah. work, than working in housekeeping. And if you know anything about a hotel, you know, nothing happens <laughs> without housekeeping.
0: <Yeah. laughs> yes. And we get all the juicy stories, right? And oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, yes, definitely. And then um, as I was still working at the last hotel I worked in, I decided to go for my master's degree and I got my master's in mental health counseling. Um, so for the last six years of my hospitality journey, I was also doing um, counseling in the evening. Um, at first it was my um, internship, but then I was like, oh, you know, I kind of like this. So I stuck to it. Um, I did eating disorder but it was obviously counseling anyways. And then Mm -hmm. um, I started to correlate what my um, clients on the counseling side were going to with how we worked in hotels, in the mindset behind everything and how people would come to me, you know, tired and exhausted on the counseling side. And, you know, our frontline employees were having the same symptoms, but just didn't know how to explain it on the hotel side. And that's wow. when I started to relate the two um, together. Oh
1: that's goodness. amazing.
0: Yeah. That's
1: um, I, yeah. That, wow.
0: I mean, there's so many different stressors. Obviously each uh-huh. department has, has its own pressures, you know, with sales, you have uh-huh. the, uh, the pressure of producing and there's yes. always a goal hanging over your head, you yeah. know, with housekeeping, you know you have a guest that's physically like waiting for you to give uh, them some place to stay give them some place to stay or you're waiting for the laundry to be finished or Mm -hmm. you're waiting for you know there's always something so speak to how um you know I I guess how that how do you help somebody that that comes to you with those kind of sure one of the things that I found um mostly as a housekeeping manager, was the stress of not only um, my housekeepers, but my supervisors and even my coworkers, me and shift managers like me, is that we always, like you said, had something. So the housekeeper had the credits that they had to meet and the the, um, supervisor had to make sure that they met those credits. So that was their um, stressor. And then the manager that was on the shift had to make sure everybody was staying in line. And that was the manager's stressor and everything would like, you know, a domino effect. Mm -hmm. And the big thing that I, I always tried to help my team members with is stop. You can do this. You know how to do it. Take a deep breath and just let go for a little while of the responsibility of the goal mm-hmm. and just do the job. Yeah. It's the, the, the main thing about the, well, I shouldn't say the main thing, but the brilliant thing about housekeeping is that every day you see, and not just housekeeping, hospitality in general, yeah. every day is a new day. Like you come to work yeah. and there's a completely different thing to do, but at the same time, it's routine. Yes. So that is what I always teach people to hang on to is that even though it's going to be a new day and you're going to meet these new people with these new issues and, you know, new things that you're going to have to endure, but your actual work is still the same. It's a routine thing and you know how to do it. Yeah. You know, so Mm -hmm. take a deep breath and remind yourself that you know how to do this and you can do it probably in your sleep at this point, you know? So that's always, that was one of the things that I always reminded them and they would come back and be like, oh my God, Stephanie, I had to remind myself that I Mm -hmm. knew how to do it today. Yeah. You know, it was a hard day and I just had to remind myself that I know what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I can do it. So So just stopping and taking a breath. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, that makes me feel better, you know, uh-huh. just to kind of um, regroup, regroup. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. I, I like that you've, you've put it in a very simple terms, you know, it's mm-hmm. not anything that you, of course you have to think about it because mm-hmm. when you're, you know, stressed out and, and on your way out, mm-hmm. just, okay, let me just stop, you know, mm-hmm. stop, take them you know, it's, it's very simple and it's very easy to apply.
0: Yeah. It's, we all, we can easily forget under the stress that, um, us um, housekeeping, housekeeping, us hospitality people work in, we're easily forgetful that we know the work, we know the job. And I know you guys as salespeople with, um, these goals and these number goals, it's, you know, it's some months it's easy one, two, three, but some months it's like, yo, I'm stressed. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's And and even the fact of saying just to be able to remind yourself Mm -hmm. that you know what you're doing. I'll never forget. I had a site visit and it was huge and it was connected to the Super Bowl here Mm -hmm. in Houston. And I mean, I was like just on pins and needles. Mm -hmm. Totally me. I, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this was a hotel where I was a major contributor, mm-hmm. but I was totally just, you know, just mm-hmm. psyched myself out. Yeah. And the client told me, and um, he was a pretty high level person mm-hmm. in their organization, and he said, "Nikki, I know that you know what you're doing." You know, he's like, "Just take a minute, and and let's, you know, let's go." And and it was funny to, or it was just kind of an eye opening moment for Mm -hmm. me to, you know, he saw it on me, Mm -hmm. but then he was also able to bring me back and, you know, it was great. We got the business, everything Mm -hmm. was fine, Mm -hmm. but you're right. Giving yourself those five minutes to just, whoo okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. And isn't it beautiful when you have a client like that, that doesn't (laughs) just automatically just, you know, put you aside and, but you know, says, yo, I know, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Let's do this together. They were able to recognize the pain Mm -hmm. point and allow you the opportunity to step back and Mm -hmm. take a breath and kind of bring you down and just say, Hey, it's going to be okay. Gonna be okay. Because at the end of the day, what we do is not rocket surgery. <laughs> you know, right. We're not sending people to the
1: moon over here.
0: We're actually, we're selling used beds, people. We're selling used beds.
1: That's all we're doing. Nothing and new. so
0: <laughs> after after I realized that, I was like, okay, get out of my head, you know, just mm-hmm. stop it. Because I, you know, I've told this story before. My first booking. Um, you know, as a, as a sales manager, I just ran myself crazy until I had hives, you know, and I was like, uh, I was so stressed out uh, just because I wanted everything to be perfect. Uh-huh. And it's like, nothing's perfect, you know, uh-huh. get over it. Um, everything's going to be okay. You've got this whole team, this whole uh-huh. team in the building to support you. And it's not all on you. Uh-huh. So step back and take a breath let me back up for just a second Mm -hmm. um stephanie because i know that you found us because you listened to a prior episode Mm -hmm. talk about that so michelle is her name monica 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 (laughs) Monica. i'm sorry monica (laughs) all right um i heard her about the posting that she made or the answer she made on a, on a post Mm -hmm. and that's how she got on your, um, on you invited her to come Mm -hmm. on the show and stuff like that. And it was brilliant, you know, what she was talking about, about the anxiety that, and the stress, how everybody is talking about, you know, the stress that people are having coming back to work or the people that have been working are stressed. But what about those of us that haven't been working? Um, or, you know, what's going on with that, and that was, to me, brilliant, and I'm like, oh, so many people are not talking about this anxiety that we're feeling throughout this pandemic, and um, throughout this year, where people don't know what's going to happen, or how hospitality is going to turn out, and stuff like that, so I'm like, oh, I should contact Mickey and Robin, <laughs> <laughs> and we're so glad you did it, <laughs> Yeah. Just all of the uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I mean, it's still, I mean, people are being called back now and they are going back to work, Mm -hmm. but from what I understand, it's now a employee market Market. where people have more options and they are kind of, um, they're making the rules, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, okay, I want remote work, or I want Mm -hmm. this much money, or I want a hybrid situation. Mm -hmm. Um, but what are they going back to? So yes, we are, we're still, you know, a lot of people are still at home and Mm -hmm. waiting for that call, especially salespeople, especially Mm -hmm. people like Nikki group salespeople, um, Mm -hmm. because the companies, corporations have not, uh, released their people to go back into the office. Okay. Yeah. And they're not booking meetings right now. So I, I don't know what, I mean, what's going on. <laughs> so two things there. What I've noticed is that, um, as you say, it's an employee's market, but at the same time for hospitality, it doesn't seem so right. Right. Um, It doesn't seem like we're having the same luck that other people are having with different industries. Mm -hmm. And the main reason I um, have heard people say, or, you know, executives and stuff like that is that, oh, they can't, or the people don't want to come back to work for that amount of money, or they can't find those um, good talents because other companies have scooped them up and, and so on and so forth um my thing with that is the first thing and I think I posted about that where are you looking for these people because there are tons of people you know that are looking for work and will take the money that you're offering them right now at least until they find something better right But you're not finding them at all you know so where are you looking for these people so that's the number one question that Mm -hmm. I always ask are you brightening your 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 you know broadening your search for for employees and if you have team members that don't want to come back are you asking them why they're not wanting to come back Mm. you know because a lot of times yes it it could be because of money but sometimes it's not you know a lot of times they didn't like their boss you know (laughs) <laughs> they they that could had, be it yeah they had a bad relationship <laughs> mm-hmm, with the leader mm-hmm. or the environment was just it, you know anxiety ridden for them and stressful on top of the normal stress stressors of being mm-hmm. inside of a hotel as a, as an employee yeah so are we asking them why they don't want to come back to work and yeah what are we offering them to motivate them to come back. Yeah. So yeah, that's the question. People, yeah, they're afraid because COVID is still here, it's not gone. And even when you are vaccinated, Nobody knows. I mean, we're just starting to get vaccinated. So we don't know if it's going to fully protect us or, you know, not fully protect us and all that. So Mm -hmm. people are still afraid to have that contact with guests, especially, again, going back to housekeeping, people that are cleaning rooms, people that are cleaning bathrooms, they're still afraid. People that are serving food. They have to have some kind of contact with the guests and they're, you know, so I think opening that up as for conversation and, you know, finding more people to ask them, what is the issue and how can we work around it Mm -hmm. would be best than just saying, oh, we can't find talent or, you know, oh, nobody wants to come to work for how many dollars you're offering an hour, you know? Another point is I know they're hiring people back again and I know, Mm -hmm. um, for myself and for Nikki, we stayed on a little bit longer and, Mm -hmm. but did not work in a sales capacity. So Mm -hmm. Nikki was a barista and, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, she, (laughs) she was laundry. She was, she was the executive chef making sandwiches. Um, (laughs) I was working engineering, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the front desk and whatever. Mm -hmm. So as people go back, I guess a lot of, them are questioning. So what am I going to do when I go back? Am I going to be mm-hmm. working the front desk for four hours a day? Or am I going mm-hmm. to be um, you know, doing laundry? so my position. Mm-hmm. So there a lot of people are kind of hanging back saying, hey, I'm waiting for the guests to come back, the corporate mm-hmm. guest mm-hmm. and the group business, the conventions. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I I'll come back. We'll go back because I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So that may be a thing too. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and I think on the flip side of that, Mm -hmm. those that are there, I mean, if, if you belong to any sort of hospitality, uh, group or community, you're hearing these people talk about, I'm working 60 hours, I'm working 70 hours. You know, Mm -hmm. I got off at midnight and went back at seven Mm -hmm. and you know, that's, not that that's the face of the organization, but that's the state yep, of, of where mm-hmm. a lot of people are right now. And I mean, when I was doing my barista time, I mean, I was in it like five o'clock in the morning. So I'm thinking, I couldn't imagine being there yeah. like five to five or or something uh-huh. like that. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, what what I guess what's a message because some of our listeners. They are those people Yeah. Mm-hmm. the 60, 70 hour work weeks, you know, what, what's the message for those guys?
0: So my message to those guys is to number one, hang in there. Cause obviously they need it because people that don't, you know, need that type of, would it, they would walk off. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they need yes. it. So I, my first message is to hang in there and take care of yourself, make sure that the one day off that you have, you're giving yourself that time that, you know, that you need to rest and put your feet up. And I know you probably have kids as well. So, you know, make Mm -hmm. sure that the children are set, but you have at least a couple of hours to yourself to take care of yourself, but also. Um, this is where we have clear communication with the people that are on top of us. Because the only reason that they're having to work 60 and 70 hours is because they're saying they can't find employees. They can't find people to come back, mm-hmm. you know? And it, so it goes back full circle. It's like, okay, well, I can't find um, somebody to come pick up the second shift. So you're going to have to stay. Yeah. So clear conversation or communication um, to, okay, I understand that it's harder to maybe find people, but can we put, you know, draw a line in the sand where, how long are we going to be working like this? Mm. Because knowing that there's an end, there's a light at the end of the tunnel is different than you just being there and you thinking, oh my goodness, is this going to be how it is from now on? That alone is stressing people out, like not mm-hmm. knowing when it's going to end. So, having clear communication with these leaders, because they're coming in and out, they see these people working so hard, they're saying the people are working long hours, but are they really doing the proper procedures to make sure that they're not working so long for so, many, so, for, you know, forever mm-hmm. at this point? Right. So, I think um, if team members are in, Obviously, just like you see it, Nikki, and I see it, and Robin sees it, I'm sure um, leadership at hotels see these boards and these employees complaining. So it's not like they don't see it. But until people start standing up and, and expressing it in conversation, in lineups, and you know, huddles, mm-hmm. since we call them differently in different places, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then they're going to just think, oh, you know, it's overtime. They're happy making the overtime. Because wow. I've heard that too. I've heard that as well. And I have also heard from, like I I met a guy in Las Vegas a month ago and he says, Robin, I work 40 hours at the front desk and I work 25 hours in housekeeping. He says, I am tired and I need a day off. Yeah, that's a lot. lot. He says, I'm tired and I need a day off. And it, it sounds like, or it sounded to me as though he didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. you know so uh, again with the quote unquote hiring crisis Mm -hmm. I mean how do we get these folks the relief that they need and uh, like you said it goes back to the leadership right Mm -hmm. Um, because the poor guy I mean he he was looking forward to being off on that Sunday and Mm -hmm. like you said the one day is not enough but it's at least it's something something um, yeah um But how do we, you know, how does he recharge in a day? How does one recharge? And this is even for the leadership, just because Uh the leadership, you know, the GMs and the AGMs at the hotel, they're doing Uh the same thing. They're working the desk for eight hours Uh and then they're working, you know, in laundry for another four. So Uh one thing that I've always noticed is that you can be physically tired, but when you're mentally tired, it's way harder Mm. than being physically tired yeah so my suggestion to people if you have just one day or just a few hours try to recharge your mind Mm. as opposed to trying to relax your body because recharging your mind will automatically recharge your body expound on that so There are different things. So, I listened to one of um, your podcasts about self care, and you and Nikki kind of do slightly different things for your self care, right? Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that I always say is find your happy place, find what makes you really happy. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to do anything with money, it could be right inside your house or right inside of your backyard. Yeah. Like some people, it's just gardening, some people, it's mindless TV or, you know, a book or something. Find something that just you're in your happy place. And even Mm -hmm. if you're doing it for just an hour, you just know that that thing is only going to make your brain happy and not, you know, do anything else. And the thing is, though, a lot of times we have trouble shutting down the stress and the mental things that are going on in our minds. So before you start doing that, before you go into your happy place, try to jot down everything that's coming to your mind. So take five minutes, put a timer on and just write. No um, censoring, no looking at it, no trying to preserve it because you can burn it. Nobody has to ever see it. Nobody Mm -hmm. has to ever look at it. You can rip it up and throw it in the garbage after, but just do a mind dump. Five minutes, timer on your phone, mind dump. Write, 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 And then you go into your happy place. Okay. Your brain is cleared up. And for an hour, you can just go outside and do the gardening Mm -hmm. or you can get your book and read it Mm -hmm. and then you'll recharge your mind more than you'll recharge your body. Now, if you have more time to so get a foot massage or, you know, do something. And then I yeah. always suggest that even if you're working 10 hour days, even for five minutes, go walk outside mm-hmm. and take a deep breath, take deep breaths, you know, take the air and cool air or hot air like I yeah. have right now, but something that just relaxes your body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very, like again,
1: that. very, very practical easy mm-hmm. to apply.
0: Um,
1: cause yeah, when you're mentally drained, there, there isn't anything else that can happen that that's yeah. pretty much the end of the line. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I, I think for both of us having spent so many years in this industry, this, this has been, I mean, it, it's been a huge revelation, wake up call, even, um, like next month will be one year since I was laid off from the hotel because I was still working a little bit during the pandemic. But in in this time that like I'm, I'm very much hands-on parent, I have two kids and I'm like, how was I running around doing all this stuff with them working, you know, 50 hours a week being superstar rock star salesperson. salesperson, and 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 it's like
0: now I'm the household man coming home, coming home making cupcakes for the uh, <laughs> for the Boy Scouts. How did you get <laughs> it all in? <laughs> I, I I still don't know.
1: Yeah. I honestly I think yeah. we fall we just run on autopilot and yes. we don't think about this stuff uh-huh. and we just do it. And I mean, since since I have been home, I'm like. This is a job. You know, like mm -hmm. I tell people, moming is a job. So I don't know how I was going to work doing my job Mm -hmm. and then, you know, coming back here and doing my other job. So it's, yeah, it just, this time has really made me refocus, rethink. And I'm like, I I do not see myself pushing myself like that. I'm like, like, no, that's just crazy. Yeah. And I think that's
0: the thing. Nobody wants to go back to the way it was. So people are trying to find creative ways to, to manage everything. So, yeah, but we still need money. So people still have yeah. to work. So, <laughs> so that to- part, <laughs> that yeah, part, <laughs> so that stress and pressure is still there. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, So, you've given us a couple of techniques, and I'm going to ask you for some more Uh um, in a bit. But I want to talk about um, you know, we've all been through this pandemic together. Okay. It's something that everybody experienced together worldwide, globally. And everything, it's not been the same for everybody. So, you know, some people have lost their jobs, some people have lost loved ones, whatever, but we all went through it. So we're coming out of it. And, um, you know, now the world is opening up and people are traveling and we need to be prepared for the onslaught of travelers. We've talked about the mental health or the mental fitness of us and the you know, people working in the hotel, but what about the mental fitness of the guests that we're serving? (laughs) We've seen (laughs) countless stories, you know, on TV about, you know, on the news or whatever, you know, people fighting in the airport and people fighting flight attendants and, you know, people being harassed in restaurants and at the hotels. I mean, what is going on? So um, I stopped counseling about three and a half years ago and I went into coaching. But during the pandemic, I got a call because I always renewed my license. I kept my license renewed. So I got a call to go back into counseling. So I've been counseling for the past year and maybe a month or so. And one of the major things that, went on during this year is divorce the divorce rate skyrocketed really because a lot of people would come and they would be like i've been married to this person for 20 years but we've both been like nikki working 50 hours and being super mom and super dad that they never knew each other (gasps) and then the pandemic happened and the person they were they thought they were married to was never The person they were actually married to right because they were stuck at home together and yeah it's it's, it's been really hard on on couples so the reason I'm saying this is because what I've noticed coming out of that is a lot of frustration because people are even questioning their own um how do you say it like their their ability okay to make decisions Mm. right because if I can live with this person for you know 10 years 15 years and I'm now finding out that they had these issues or that issue or you know they had these secrets or those secrets and I never even noticed it something must be wrong with me right and I'm getting this from both parties not just one Mm -hmm. partner from both Mm -hmm. partners and so there's built up like a lot of anger builds up and a lot of frustration and even though it was silver lining for some some couples brought them to you know the pandemic brought them together because they finally were able to be together and you know grow their relationship but others it was the complete opposite mm-hmm. and wow. those people are out in the world yes not healed yes they are they're not healed and so they're not <laughs> healed. And that's that's different. I mean,
1: that's something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then on top of that is the build up stress and anxiety of losing loved ones, Mm -hmm. of not knowing if you're going to get your job back, of, you know, being backed up on your bills and all of those things. Yeah. Just people are angry. And so as a result, you have a lot of hospitality professionals um, that are on the receiving end of that frustration. Mm-hmm. and they don't know how to manage it. So I don't know if that's a training issue or if that's something within them that they need to work on. Is it leadership that needs so, to do the huddle? A, I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? So it's twofold so it is a train well I wouldn't call it an issue because we've never been through this before yeah we didn't know that we needed to train on this so this is train we're going to need training yes so yes it is a training thing but and then also like you just said um is it an internal thing we're angry too so it's like we're clashing Mm-hmm. <laughs> with these people so um it's also doing a lot of work on yourself and remembering mm-hmm. you know why we started in hospitality and mm-hmm. you know how we're supposed to function in hospitality yeah. because yes we didn't have it this much with all the or this much guests but we've always had disgruntled guests and yeah, we've sure, always had sure. unhappy mm-hmm. people so mm-hmm. we kind of know Mm-hmm. how it's supposed to look like, you yeah. know, what it's yeah. supposed to be, how we're supposed to react to certain people. I'm sorry if you hear my birds, they're right here with me. This is real life. <laughs> this is real life. Yeah, it's real life. <laughs> We deal in real life over here. Don't look the bed, so it's absolutely fine. <laughs> they want to chime in. That's fine. They want to chime in. <laughs> but, um, so it's going to have to be, um, training, coaching, action plans being done, um, especially for, you know, front desk agents and housekeepers and bellmen and, Mm -hmm. you know, busboys and waiters. Mm -hmm. Those people are really the ones that are going to, are already probably getting the brunt of it. And so we're going to have to help them. Yeah. They definitely Mm -hmm. need the support mm -hmm. um, because people are out there peopling. Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> if, if if you're in a I mean in sales, of course it's a customer facing role mm-hmm. but the customer that I'm going to speak to is going to be different
0: mm-hmm. from the
1: customer that maybe a front desk agent
0: mm-hmm. is
1: going to speak to. So it you know it is two different levels yeah. and yeah. as Robin said, people are out there peopling yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And we have to make sure our people are ready, are ready (laughs) and
0: safe and safe. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Because that alone can be really, really um, stressful and disheartening. Yeah. For them to come back to. Let me see what else was going to ask. I read somewhere a happy, healthy employee is going to be more productive, creative, enthusiastic and team oriented than an unhappy one so that is my motto. yes if the employees (laughs) are happy yes everybody is happy yes yes right if your employees are happy everybody's happy so the main thing with that is i want leadership to understand that the employees are your guests right Mm -hmm. so now Your guests are the ones dealing and they have their own guests. So the customer, quote unquote, is the employee's guest, but the employee is your guest. So you need to make your employees happy so that your guests happy so that they can go out and make their guests happy. Yeah. And the way we do that is to empower them, give them the tools they need, the training they need, you know, make sure that they can make, uh, I've gone to places where um, a front desk agent couldn't waive a $25 fee. Like they just didn't have the authority mm-hmm. to waive. So, I mean, the person literally can't do anything for yeah. their guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that frustrates them and that frustrates the guest, and everybody's frustrated, you know? So, yeah.
1: And yeah. there's, and that resonates with, I was reading um, where you say that, you're closing the gap between leaders and team members.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yes. and that's that's what yes. that is. Yes. That's yes. that's what that says. And yes. An empowerment employee that I'm not gonna get in trouble if I make this decision. Yes. Yes. Will be your best employee because they own mm-hmm. it. They,
0: they own it. It yes. gives
1: ownership and responsibility mm-hmm. and you know they they yes. own it.
0: Mm-hmm the employee will take ownership of their job. They will make decisions. They will make the decisions that are best for the company because it looks good on them too. As opposed to, oh, I have to go ask my manager for every little thing. Then yeah. they don't, they, they, they seem like, or not seem, but it's like, they're just a puppet there, you know, sure. doing whatever whatever the manager says, the manager's pulling the strings and I'm just here. So I can't make any decisions. I, right. I don't care, you know?
1: Yeah, well- yeah. And it, it sends a message to that sure. guest of, I don't have to listen to you because exactly. you have to go run and ask them.
0: Yep. So yep. it, yeah, it, yeah. And I've heard that one too. Well, if you can't do anything for me, why am I talking to you? Go get your supervisor, go get yeah. your manager. You can't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And in turn, the manager is more exhausted because they have to come for every little thing that that front desk agent who is a fully, you know, responsible adult could probably handle in two minutes Mm -hmm. and they probably know how to handle it, but you're not allowing them to. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So tell us what, uh, what gives you hope for the future of the industry? And then also um, go into your, maybe your top three techniques or tips that you would give someone? I mean, I know, cause we want everybody to hang on. We want the industry to thrive and mm-hmm. flourish. And we want people to be happy and take care of, you know, be prepared to take care of the summer travelers and everything. Mm-hmm. So what gives you, what gives you hope that we are um, coming out of this and we're going to be whole and people mm-hmm. are going to get hired and whatever. So number one, People love to travel. They're not going to quit. They're not going to stop. So they need places to stay Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. they travel. So that, and they need places to eat and so on and so forth. So that is my main hope. That gives me hope that, you know, by the end of this year, we'll be able to be rocking and rolling again. Mm -hmm. Um, And secondly, the people that stick to hospitality, like we do, we really love it
1: yeah so we are going
0: to make it happen right Mm -hmm. we're going to make it go back to the way it was because like what am I gonna do if I can't you know go train people at a hotel yeah
1: (laughs) right right you know
0: Mm -hmm. so I think those two are the reasons that I have lots of hope yeah you know people are gonna and as soon as the people start traveling the way they're supposed to like you were saying um they're not going to have a choice but to hire people, but yeah. to get people on because you can only make, you know, one person work so many hours. Right. 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 Before right. they're just not doing anything yeah. anymore. So um, as soon as the crowd comes back, which hopefully by end of summer, we're, we start seeing, then I think the the hiring is going to yeah. um, take off and people are going to get their jobs back. Amen. So good, yeah, very good, very good outlook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, give us the uh, the tips and techniques for you know to maintain the mental fitness that we need to to push on. Mm-hmm. So, one of um, the things that I like to tell, especially in hospitality, is that even though your manager or the executive team may tell you that you have to leave your problems at the door. We all know that's not true. We can't do that. So what you can do is adjust to working while having your issues, while having your problems.
1: Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm.
0: way you do that is to know that you have your problems. But as Robin and, and I think Nikki, you said, um, we still have to make money. Yeah. So <laughs> we, when we go with that mentality that, yes, I do have a problem, but I'm going to have to, you know, Make money right now, mm-hmm, so I have mm-hmm. to put my best game face on so I can make some money. Then that to me that outlook changes as opposed to oh you have to leave your right. baggage at the door. That's right. not realistic. Yeah. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. Secondly, yeah. clear communication. So whether you're a manager, an executive, or um, a frontline employee, or you're at the, wherever you're working, if something is not working for you, take a deep breath. Don't be rude, (laughs) but talk about it. Whether you have to go to your supervisor and get, you know, a witness, or you have to go to HR or some hotels have employee relations managers, talk to somebody about it before it becomes a ticking bomb where you're frustrated and you can't handle it anymore. So clear communication is always the way to go. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. I don't um, like to, you know, dictate what taking care of yourself is, but whatever you know you like to do, whatever yeah. works for you. Um, my husband, every whenever he's stressed, he goes and plays in a, a drunk car he has, you know? Okay. That's yeah. his stress reliever, right? right? Yeah. So, you know, whatever that looks like for you, do mm-hmm. that, take care of yourself. Cool. Tell us about your company, the services that you offer and, um, and how people can connect with you. Sure. So Dembo Inc is a training and coaching agency, and you can find me at www.demboinc.com. And we offer leadership trainings, um, customer service, and you name it, we offer it all for hospitality, restaurants, hotels, and lodging and, um, coaching. I do, Employee coaching, management coaching, and executive coaching. Excellent. And so, how do you keep your bucket full? So, I, well, first, I have to say I've been blessed to (laughs) love reading. Yeah. (laughs) So, I go to my happy place, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, random books. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's romance, sometimes it's a mystery. Mm -hmm. And that's, my favorite thing to do I also have two daughters so I hang out with them a lot I you know take them out we go to the beach or during the pandemic it was mostly hanging out at home right right doing a fort in the middle of the living room and things Mm -hmm. like that but I like to you know (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my gosh Gosh. I like to just I'm I'm I always say I'm an introvert so I like to have that energy um refill mm-hmm. and that alone time. I always dictate alone time, but that's because I'm an introvert and I yeah. need that alone time to gather my thoughts. So I try to make sure I get at least 15 to 20 minutes of alone time in the morning. That's awesome. I thought that I was an introvert until the pandemic. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't have to make any commitments. And then I was like, wow I miss I do miss seeing people um you know I, and so we started yeah, doing know. like little zoom meetings mm-hmm. and things like that but I was like I don't I guess maybe I'm not an introvert I don't know no I don't think that's <laughs> it I because you know when they told me that you know you can only go to the grocery store I was a rebel I'm like what no I want to yeah. go out yeah I never go out like in normal. Yeah. Path, <laughs> right. I never went <laughs> unless I was trading I was home mm-hmm. you know but now, all of a sudden, I was going to Publix every day. <laughs> <laughs> just so you could see like a different face, you know, even though it was covered in a mask. But still, right? yeah. So I just think it was because we couldn't do it. Right. So right. now yeah. we wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be in that Costco line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to see other people out there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Stephanie, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. If you have any final or closing thoughts for our audience, please feel free. Oh, it's been a pleasure being here. And yes, final thoughts. I would say everybody hold tight Um, And those of you looking for work who are still anxious and still stressed, um, do things that are work related so that when you do get back into that and when I say work-related you know it's harder to do things when you're home but find something that you would be doing at work that mm-hmm. can be done at home that you can mm-hmm. do for yourself and do that just to keep you moving it, it psychs the brain into thinking that you're doing something that's yeah. work-related and it alleviates your stress so do that yeah. and hang in there and keep applying because the jobs are there yeah Nikki
1: Wow, it I mean it really good, great information. I love that it's simple.
0: Mm-hmm, that's yeah.
1: that's probably for me, one of the biggest takeaways. It's just very simple, down to earth, straightforward advice. We don't need to read a 400 page book <laughs> to understand. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of people out there everywhere that are just still, you know, a year later and just revved up. -hmm. By, you know, by this whole situation. So Mm -hmm. um it it makes me hopeful that, you know, we have people like yourself out Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. um that are saying it's okay. It's okay to feel this way. Yes. But you know, let's hang on and Mm -hmm. and let's get through this together. Together. Yeah. And I think some of us need, I call it a pause I don't Mm -hmm. call it a pandemic. (laughs) I'm like, this is a pause. I, I don't like a it. pause. Yeah. I needed a
0: break. So. Yep. Yep. Silver yeah. lining, baby. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, I miss my coins. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. But
0: uh-huh.
1: I, I feel like we all needed this pause. Uh-huh.
0: Right. But you That's wouldn't trade thing. that time with your family for
1: anything. You know, oh, exactly. You know, no. I've yeah. camped in my backyard. I've <laughs> built forts. I've made, made
0: s'mores so much <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I've made so much stuff. <laughs> That's funny. That is so funny. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, we thank you so much again. And um, as we progress, you know, we're gonna have you back on so that we mm-hmm. can revisit um, again and, and talk some more. So yeah, please it'll be my pleasure. Um, uh, thank you so much again yes thank thank you for having me talk to you soon bye bye we thank you for listening to don't look under the bed you can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing hospitality that's our business